Hey everyone, welcome to the Meaningful Revolution Podcast. I am your host and certified high performance coach, Sean Butner, and we got an exciting episode for you today. So um, what I wanted to talk with y'all about is what is the connection between the high performance part of what I do and your meaningful revolution, right? And I'm going to start out with a couple questions for you. Have you ever wondered why you weren't having the, the pace of results, the pace of progress in your life. And you're like, I don't know, I'm doing all the right things, but I just don't feel like I'm getting results quick enough or at a, a pace that you like. Or have you ever wondered why you can't make that change that you really want to in your life? But you know you need to get back into working out. You know how to work out, you know how to get back in shape, but when push comes to shove, at the end of the day, you're still on the couch watching Netflix versus going for that run before you're settling down with your family. Or maybe you just feel stuck, right? You aren't really sure what the next steps are at all. <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, we, we since we don't know what the next steps are, we spend a lot of energy trying to figure it out in the moment and we give up before we start to see those results. And these are all reasons why people seek me as a coach or seek a high performance coach in general. It's, you know, you're trying to get a certain result. You're trying to have a transformation in your life and you don't know how in high performance is the process that's based in science to help you move up. And how does that relate to your meaningful revolution? Well, if you have that big, bold vision for yourself and your family where you want more abundance in your life financially, time-wise, quality of life. And so you have that vision, but you're not able to realize it, right? You're stuck. You're not getting the pace that you want. Um, you don't know what those next steps are. That's, again, where high performance can come in to help. So this is an illustrative example. And, and you know, I'm biased because I am a certified high performance coach, but in my personal life, it's the quickest way to get momentum and results in your life, right? <clears throat> and I say that as someone who has, you know, read a lot of books, taken a bunch of online courses, gone to personal development seminars, the whole nine yards, and, and you know, those are helpful in their own and getting your, your thinking right, but working with someone is really what changed my life and helped me, you know, reach that next level of performance while I was a software engineer. So um, it, it's pretty great. So what happens if you are able to figure out your high performance, right? Why is it important to your personal meaning revolution first, actually? And that's because without improving your overall performance and how efficient you are, you can't consistently attain and sustain your mission, your purpose, that big goal, right? You will give up. If you're not taking care of your health while you're out there being ambitious, chasing your dreams, then eventually you'll get unhealthy and that'll stop you. If you do it and you push away all the people around you, that's when you get into that situation where you're successful, but isolated and alone. You know, when you hear the phrase, it's lonely at the top of a leadership structure or an organization, it's because 
people lose that sense of, of peers or, or that sense of community that helps people feel great about themselves. And if you've listened to the podcast, we have tons and tons and tons of people who talk about a whole bunch of different topics that have all mentioned how community is so important to sustaining their thing that they really love and obsess about. When you're able to figure out your high performance, that's when you have more bandwidth to take on more responsibility and you're able to do so in a way where you don't feel like you're burning the candle at both ends, right? So without burning out. Because there will always be more that we can do, there's more that we should do, there's more that we could do. But at the end of the day, if we're not attuned to take on that extra capacity, that extra responsibility, those extra obligations that are important to our personal revolution, then we're gonna, eventually we will stop, right? If you're not able to manage your performance, you know, that's how, you know, you're at the whim of your feelings in the moment. So I'm going to do this thing when I feel good, but maybe you feel good one day out of every three months. And so that's not a great formula for you to really advance that big goal. So with that said, you know, high performance really changed my life because, you know, I am um, someone that believes that we should always be striving to do our best, right? And that's that comes from my dad and my mom, who were very, very awesome growing up and being like, I don't care what you want to do, just make sure you love doing it and you give it your all, right? That's all they ever asked of me and my brother. And it served me really well in my career. It served me really well in school. And it's, I think, served me really well in my coaching business and as a podcaster because I'm always trying to get better at what I'm doing. And what that requires of you, what that demands of you, or me in this particular case, is for you to always be engaged in what you're doing in your life, in all different areas, holistically, right? So that is, how are you doing in your health? How are you doing in your relationships? How are you doing in your career, what you do for work? How are you doing in your general sense of wellness? Because in order to continue to do these podcasts every week, as someone that doesn't particularly like a lot of attention, <laughs> which is maybe surprising because I have a podcast, but um, you know, I would much rather have a conversation with someone, which is why I love doing interviews on the podcast, or why I love doing coaching and have a deep conversation, have that connection, and have that, that um, sense that we're working together uh, building something versus doing the, this type of thing where I'm talking to my computer and my microphone and my camera and, you know, trying not to think about it so much so I get caught in my head and then it gets really choppy because I'm, you know, my brain's going quicker than my mouth. So, you know, um, you really need to, so yeah, I've been really engaged in trying to make this podcast the best. Most recently, I've been developing some templates to help me think through how I'm talking through things and what, why I'm talking through things and all the type of brainstorming stuff. So one, it's a little bit consistent. Two, I can go a little bit deeper than just the, the things that are off the top of my head that I know, um, try to find some research to back it up, you know, those types of things. And so that's just part of 
really working on this podcast and trying to get it to that next level, right? And in order to do that, there, there's five pillars of high performance that everyone needs to really think about. And we know this from the high performance research done by the High Performance Institute. So it's a lot of high performance, you know, that phrase too much, but um, HPI, um, led by Brenda Burchard, who is the gentleman that certified me in high performance coaching. He's the CEO of the High Performance Institute um, and has coordinated a lot of the research. He's one of my mentors. So shout out to Brendan, man, if you're listening. Um, it changed my life, but uh, yeah, it, it's what the research says is if you can improve how much clarity you have in your life, how much energy you have in your life, how much courage you have in your life, productivity and influence, then you will perform better. Improving in one of these areas will improve your overall performance and actually improves each of the other areas, which is pretty crazy. And from the research based off of 50,000 different high performance sessions that they've aggregated, there's a self-satisfaction rate of 9.6 out of 10, which is fantastic, right? I don't think there's any other coaching program that has that high level of satisfaction with it. Um, from the, the data I've seen, it's been about a seven out of 10 for some of the other coaching programs, which are great. So I'm not you know, saying I'm not gonna diss anything. I think if you're a coach and you have that heart of service and you're really trying to help people, that that's very noble and we should applaud that. And I know that you take that heart with this science-based process, which these, with these five areas that I'll dive deep into a little bit more here. You combine those and magic happens, right? It, it, it really is the best way for self-discovery, for making and thinking through decisions, through you know just figuring out how to perform at that next level or to live better, right? So that's what my clients personally have told me in those general four buckets why they love coaching and why they love high performance coaching in particular. But back to the task at hand. Um, clarity. So the first point that we need to remember is that we become what we envision, right? In a way, if you followed high performance or your personal development, there's this thing called the secret where like you can manifest the life that you wanted. And that seems a little too out there for me, right, personally. But I do think there's something for training your brain to look for opportunities. And, you know, there's some neuroscience behind the, uh, the reticular activation. I'm totally going to, you know, goof that um, right now. But essentially, if... I were to say how many green cars are out on the road right now, right? And if you thought about it in the last week, you might say maybe one or two, but because you're thinking about it now, because I asked that question, because, you know, after this podcast or while you're driving or while you're walking, you'll start to notice green cars more because you're thinking about it more. And so while blindly having faith in this vision that you have and hoping that it'll manifest, you know, is a little bit kind of weird when you're able to see those opportunities out there that allows you to act 
act on them, right? And there's a level of action that has to come to realize any dream, to realize any goal. So that's why it's super important to have a clear vision for yourself, right? And so I talk about this in my Meaningful Revolution community all the time. And it, you know, it's a great group of folks who are building their personal impact and meaningful revolutions out in the world. And so I'll just throw that out um, in the show notes. If you're driving, please don't <laughs> check the show notes. But afterwards, you can go to seanbotter.com um, and I'll have the link below. And you can join our community and get working on defining your meaningful revolution and building that plan and getting it into execution, right? So putting it out there in the world, doing your good. So, and I'd love to do that for you. So check out that link and sign up if it's it's right for you. If not, uh, there's a high performance or um, meaningful revolution challenge <laughs> that'll cover helping you create your meaningful revolution. So I'd love for you to join me on that. Click the link below, but so, That'll help you get the clarity part in focus or more in focus if you already have an idea. Because um, again, we become what we envision. Okay, um, yeah, and that's all I'll say about that. Okay, second point, energy, right? It's important that we don't have reactive energy out in the world, but we have proactive energy, right? Reactive energy is like, oh, I'm going to record this video when I feel 100% ready to, right? where proactive energy is, I will generate the energy that I need to show up, record this, have the energy and enthusiasm and the attention to detail and care for what I'm talking about um, in this moment. I will generate that so that I can serve versus waiting for me to feel like I'm at my best to serve, if that makes sense. Um, and, and so, you know, Brendan Burchard uh, says, a lot of times in the, the coaching space that the PowerPoint doesn't have energy, it generates energy, which I really love that saying. But um, yeah, it, it's really about being able to manage your energy, your enthusiasm, your um, impact with people in a way that is effective and helps you advance your goals. And so how can you improve your energy, right? Well, it, it's basically taking care of the ABCs of health. So are you, you know, doing athletics, <laughs> right? Are you getting better sleep? And are you consuming the right stuff, right? Um, yeah. So those three things can really help you just get a base level of energy. Um, I'm trying to force the ABC acronym on the fly because I'm doing this expert. I have some notes, but I'm just speaking, you know, after from the one sentence. So, but yeah, essentially, are you getting seven to nine hours of sleep? Yes or no? What can you do to improve your level of sleep? Um, Matt Walker is a, a neuroscientist from UC Cal Berkeley, and he runs a sleep lab there. Um, he's got a book, Why We Sleep, I think is what it's called. Um, Tim Ferriss has had him on, on his podcast in the last month as of recording this. Um, so check him out in any of those spaces. And there's a lot of super interesting habits and information out there on how to improve your sleep. But definitely make sure you're getting seven to nine from the high performance research that shows that's optimal for most adults. You know, kids need a little bit more sleep. 
As you get older, you might need a little bit less. But ultimately, it's good for brain health, it's good for focus, it's good for energy, it's good for mood. Um, and so there, and that's a core building block. Um, you know, are you eating the, the proper things? Um, you know, your nutrition and hydration are generally part of that. And there's tons and tons of stuff out there. I'm not going to pretend to be a dietitian and recommend anything. You know, choose what's right for you. Consult your health professional. But um, what I've found is the least processed. So if you can buy more vegetables and produce and stuff like that um, and cook them for yourself, that tends to be the best kind of diet. But there's tons and tons of optimizations it's different for everyone, so definitely check into that. Um, and then exercise, right? Are you, you getting out in the sun every day for 20 minutes? Are you, uh, you know, moving your body? Do you feel strong and flexible and all that kind of stuff? All of those are super important and factor into your ability to turn on the energy when you need it <laughs> for that sales pitch, for making or moving a potential client into action from um, you know, convincing someone to get healthier, to quit smoking, to, you know, there's all sorts of reasons or ways humans are kinetic with each other. And that kinetic energy comes from how you are managing your energy, I guess. Anyways, kind of going on a rant there. Uh, be more proactive with your energy is essentially what I'm trying to say with a couple of different tips for you. Uh, third thing to think about is courage, right? I believe the universe favors boldness and favors strong, decisive action towards what you want. Uh, what do I mean by this? Well, when I left my first job at Walmart corporate in Arkansas in 2012, uh, like two months before I left, I was at a high performance seminar and was asked the question, are you living your truth? And, you know, think about this for, for yourself. Like, are you living your truth? Are you providing the legacy and contribution that you want or know that you can? And how does that answer make you feel? Because when I was asked that question in 2012, I didn't like my answer. I felt like I was playing it safe. I felt like I wasn't really living my life. I was just kind of going through the motions. And I knew that I could have more fulfillment in a, a place where I was helping people a little bit more directly. And so I was journaling about that at the seminar. And I decided, you know what? Two months, I'm gonna have a deadline and two months I will either continue working where I'm working or I will have moved on to the next phase, whatever that is, I don't know yet, but that's why you do the learning, you do the journaling and reflection. And so I remember on a break, I think it was like a lunch break, went out to the parking lot behind the hotel and called my mom. <laughs> I was like, hey mom, um, I think I'm gonna leave my job and start this, business idea I had um, to help people student dad and like the phone's quiet for a second. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you, you've really changed. You've been like not yourself. And I knew that you would eventually come to this decision, um, but you need to get out of there, man. <laughs> like, 
And first off, I was like, thanks, mom. You know, you could have told me before, but she was wise enough to know that I did need to kind of realize it for myself to, to find the motivation to, to, to change. And so that was really awesome. And like not an hour after that call, I think later on that night, I get a call from one of my dearest friends from college, um, Dave Sacitano. Shout out to Dave. And he goes, hey, man, like I have this extra room out here in Oakland, California. You should come out here and live for free for as long as you need to to get settled in. Uh, it'd be great. You should get out here because, you know, it's awesome out here, essentially. He'd been trying to get me out to California for like four years after we graduated uh, or five years after we got graduated college. So um, it was just kind of serendipitous, serendipitous <laughs> um, that that happened, right? That I decided to boldly like, okay, this is the line in the sand, do or die. And then my buddy calls and I'm like, hey, like, I'm, this is happening. Like, are you sure? Absolutely sure. Because I'm going to go pack my car and, and drive out west, you know? That kind of classic story. And so I remember driving on 80 across the country with my Honda Civic Hybrid packed to the rim with all that I could carry, got rid of all this furniture and stuff. And I remember this this feeling of, of being excited, uh, of feeling like I was writing my story and living my life. And that when I had kids in the future, I would look back and be like, hey, like... I bet on myself when it was uncertain, but I had that calling that I knew I needed to listen to. And I took that chance to figure it out. And I'll know one way or the other if it was the right choice. <laughs> and it ended up being a series of really great things that happened afterwards. Even though that, that business idea didn't work out the way that I'd hoped, it uh, provided a bridge for me to start working at Apple, which had been a lifelong dream in software. So you, know, you don't know how things are gonna work out, but sometimes you make that decision and the universe will conspire to help you. So that's what I mean when I say the universe favors boldness. And anyone can take those bold actions. And I will also caution, <laughs> you know, we all have obligations. And so it's not to avoid responsibility or obligations while doing it, but there's a way to make things work, whether maybe it, it's not quitting your job and moving halfway across the country like I did. Maybe it's starting that side hustle and carving out time on the weekend for two hours to work on your side business or to, to build that nonprofit or to really, you know, help out and provide skills that will help an organization or cause that you really like. But the universe favors boldness. So what... Bold actions you need to take in your life to realize your personal meaningful revolution. And think about that. And hopefully you're, you're jotting down and journaling, if you're not driving, of course. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, really consider that and, and, and think about what bold actions do you need to take? And do you need help and support while doing it? You know, because I, I think... It's one thing to act courageously, but it's another thing to be courageous and then not have the support to help you when you freak out, because that will happen. I, mean, I can attest for that. After, between um, leaving Walmart and starting at Apple and having a 
trying to make that business work. There were days where I would like wake up and go in the fetal position and kind of rock and, and think I had destroyed my life. There was other days where I just felt so free and like the world was my oyster and I could go after and, and like I was living my life. And so I was super excited. And I would not trade that for anything, um, even though it, it sucks freaking out. But high performers don't stay freaked out for long. But that's a whole other thing. Okay, fourth point, guys, is, you know, your efficiency and focus will deliver the results and help you progress, right? So thinking about a lot of times, and I know this happened in my career, you get good at what you're doing, you get comfortable, you stop trying to push the envelope. And that's just human nature, right? It's not that people are lazy, it's not that people are not incapable, it's just that we have this learning phase that generally happens at the beginning of a job or beginning of a relationship, beginning of a new health regimen, and we're all excited because we're learning, we're getting new information, we're getting, you know, different types of data and we're analyzing stuff and it's fun. And then as time goes on, you start to build routines and routines are, are great for giving you consistent results, but they're terrible for getting you progressive results and progressive results, meaning that you are achieving more and more over time. And so, you know, how are you focused every day, right? Do you have time on your calendar marked out to do the things you got to do or not? And that that's the measure, right? You can open your calendar right now and say, oh, I have all these meetings. I have these five projects. And if all that project work doesn't have any meetings on your calendar or time blocked off on your calendar, that's not getting done, right? You're not going to be able to focus and efficiently and efficiently get things moving forward on it in my experience right you could probably do some of it actually but you're not going to be as effective as if you had i have four hours every day to move these projects forward that's my only focus and and there's a lot of caveats and stuff that go there that's why coaching is such a great thing because uh, you can really work through individual things but overall it's prioritizing the projects that you want to get done and it's making sure that it shows up on your calendar or planner so it gets done. So in the last 30 days, how focused on these projects have you been? The big projects that are moving your vision, your meaningful revolution forward, your mission forward, your purpose forward. And how many times or how many hours have you spent on distraction in social media, in Netflix in whatever else <laughs> takes up time because here's a, an interesting fact. The average adult in the U.S. spends 147 minutes scrolling on social media, right? And that one habit every day adds up to about, was it 37 days a, a year in scrolling? And we don't think that, oh, it's just an hour or hour and a half uh, of scrolling, but it's these small habits that over time have a huge impact in our performance and how we feel and how we get results and stuff. And so what are the distractions in your life <laughs> and how are they, how much time are they taking up in the year, right? So if you average, you know, half hour in social media, how does that show up 
over a year. If you average a you know half hour in you know, listening to podcasts or whatever it is, right? I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to define the whole list, but you know, it's those small habits. Like if you worked out for an hour every day for the next year, how much time getting healthier would you be putting in? That's another way to look at it. It's it's really powerful to do these simple math 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 things. Ugh. Getting a little tongue-tied. Okay, we'll get back. So <laughs> efficiency and focus delivers results. So we need to make sure that we're, we're really dialing that in. And then influence, right? We need to create and co-create with others to win their support. And we talked about this a little bit before, but when you have a vision and you're striving and you have to carve out a couple hours on the weekend to work on that side hustle, or you have to make that giant life switch to feel more authentic to yourself, to, to be, you know, on the path to more abundance for yourself and your family. There's going to be people that will make fun of you. There'll be people that will doubt you. And it can be really important to have people that you're creating with in order to keep on track, right? And that could be a coach helping create your plan and creating that that um, sense of safety for you to explore or when things go bad, you know, you, you have someone that has your back that doesn't have an agenda for you one way or the other, other than to have you show up as your best every day. So that's a really kind of great example of that, that creating with others. But it could be that, you know, you're creating a, a business with your spouse and, you know, so everyone is like all hands in working on the business, trying to make sure that it's successful so that the family can reap the benefits of, of the business. Or you're going to pursue your mission and maybe you're going to reach out to and partner with people to help you, one, increase your audience and two, increase revenues, right? There's a couple, there's like, again, endless possibilities, but ultimately if you have a family member or friend that is going to doubt you, it, it's your level of influence to either turn them and, and turn them to, to convert them to your cause, to get them to buy into that idea that and that vision that you have for your future, the future of your family, your organizations or career, or it's to find new people that will support you in that endeavor and, and build you up and support you when things go sideways because that's going to be part of it. And, and so how do you think through that, right? And how do you then deal with the people that maybe aren't the healthiest for you, right? Because I'm not going to advocate cutting people out of your lives. I, I don't think that really serves much purpose unless it, it's really necessary. And that's a whole other conversation too, is like, if someone's abusive, you, you know, you need to get out there and, you know, have a plan for that. But most people don't like change. <laughs> and so they might doubt you until you prove yourself and then they'll be on board. And so there's a whole bunch of different avenues with that. But ultimately, you have to find collaborators and people that win by you doing your thing and it's a win-win situation for everyone where they win you win basics of influence 
Um, and it's such a big topic. I'm trying to, I'm in the moment, trying to think of examples. Um, but, well, I digress. Um, what I will say is, is, you know, if you want to move people to action, it, it's going to be co-creating and taking a leadership position with them. And so that's that. So with that said, guys, uh, I also, again, want to remind you, I have the Meaningful Revolution community where we, we meet monthly. Um, you get started with the Meaningful Revolution Challenge where we'll define your personal Meaningful Revolution, help you with that clarity part that we talked about today. We'll help you build a plan, which is then further clarity on the steps you have to take. And then we go through some habits that will help you implement and make that really um, a reality for you and your family. So check us out at that link below again. Um, if you loved this episode, please check out the next one. It's over here. Um, and so or check us out on Apple Podcasts. Do me a favor, if you love this episode uh, or found something helpful for it or thought of someone that might need to hear this message today or this podcast, please share this podcast with three people. Um, direct them to Apple Podcasts or leave a comment and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you haven't yet because that really helps get the show out. So with that said, guys, uh, I'm really, really super stoked to be sharing this with you today. The, the reason why we need high performance to fulfill our meaningful revolutions. And um, yeah, again, leave a comment. Let me know what you thought was great. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, share this with people. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Meaningful Revolution podcast. What is your meaningful revolution, right? On the podcast, we talk about people that have done a lot of work and getting clarity about what their mission is, what they find fulfillment in, what is helping them engage in their life more, and in the hopes of inspiring you to do so for yourself. But how do you go about doing that, right? Um, maybe you are new to personal development. Maybe you're new to um, wanting change in your life and you don't know how to get to that next step. Well, good news, I got a three-day challenge for you that will help guide you through just that. It's the Meaningful Revolution Challenge where we'll spend three days together, one hour each, where on day one, we'll talk about clearly defining your personal meaningful revolution, which is your fulfilling transformation. It's your purposeful impact. It's that authentic movement that gets you up and excited out of bed every morning to go out and chase and create in the world. Because I believe if we have more people living into their personal meaningful revolutions, that we will have a lot more people engaged in their lives, which helps us out in society. It helps us provide more for our families. It helps us feel better about our lives. And these are all things that we all strive for, right? I feel like we all strive for joy, growth, and impact in life. And a lot of that revolves. If you can achieve those three things, you have your personal meaningful revolution. So I'd love for you to join us in this free three-day challenge, which is live. And so, like I said, on the first day, we'll go through clearly defining your personal meaningful revolution. The second day, we'll talk about building your plan and the components of that so you can know your next steps and follow through and, and you know feel a little bit of momentum there. And then the third day, we'll talk about your commitment to that vision 
and habits, strategies, tactics to help make sure you follow through. So uh, I love doing these challenges because one, I get to know you guys more. You know, I get to understand, ask you questions. You know, there's a, a place each day for some question and answers and for some one-off coaching if you're struggling with something in particular. Um, as a certified high performance coach, I am a coach first. I love coaching people. It's my bread and butter. And it's not me telling you what to do, but it's us co-creating and figuring out a solution together to whatever is getting in your way. So love to do that for you. Join us in the Meaningful Revolution Challenge by clicking on the link below wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. So see you in the challenge, guys. you got this. This is the year to step up that vision for your life, to really build into that vision and to, to get some momentum going into this new year. So join us, see you there.